What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. This is episode 37. We're headed into the playoffs next Sunday starting at Darlington. So I want to do a playoff preview, talk about Daytona real quick, and then I'll make my race picks. But let's just get into the playoff preview because I think this is going to be a wild playoffs. And starting with the standings, Elliot is at 40 playoff points, Logano at 25, Chastain 20, Larson 19, Byron 14, Hamlin 13, Blaney 13, Reddick 12, Harvick 12, Bell 11, Kyle Busch 10, Chase Briscoe 9, and then this is where the cutoff starts, Suarez 7, Sindrick 6, Bowman 6, Dylan 5. So if you look from 16th all the way to 5th, they're separated by 9 points, so with that being said, every stage point, every every little point that drivers all the way down in 13th to 16th get can rocket them up the standings in these first races. So I think that that's going to create for an insane Darlington, which will create opportunity for other drivers because I don't expect all 16 of these drivers to finish on the lead lap. I'll put it like that. I think two of them are probably going to get into a wreck. Some of them are going to have issues, penalties, and if you can survive this race. The other thing is, it's the Southern 500, so if you do survive, then you're probably going to be in the top 15 because so many other drivers are going to be out. It's, it, even if you don't run your hardest, you're going to be pretty decent. So drivers like Bowman, Dylan, who are kind of quiet and don't really have big rivalries or anything and aren't going to be going up there competing for the win if they don't have the car can definitely get above the cutoff after this race but I think that this first round I don't look too much into that how many points they have because Elliot is 33 points above the cutoff which he probably feels pretty good about but if he wrecks in the first stage at Darlington like we saw last year or or the second stage then he could be below the cutoff so yeah, I mean, Joey Logano, he's only 17, 18 points above the cutoff. That's not much. And then everyone below him is right there. In last year's Darlington race, we saw a ton of wrecks. I remember Kyle Busch was out, Elliott, I think Byron, who else? Blaney, I think, had a lot of trouble with brakes. So the only drivers who really ran good there was Larson and Hamlin far as I remember and Chastain but he was he wasn't in the playoffs if I remember correctly yeah he wasn't in the playoffs the drivers below the cutoff Suarez, Cindric, Bowman and Dylan aren't down there by much Austin Dillon from him to Christopher Bell in 10th is six points so that's could could literally one stage and everything could change um so yeah I'm not worried about them on points, but I am worried that this reflects how they've ran all season and they won't be able to go up there and run good. And with a little bad luck, that can just end your playoffs. I mean, I think that if you can run consistent, you'll be fine, but it's a matter of running 10th and then getting a DNF rather than like running top three and getting a DNF. I think you can afford that. I don't think you can afford to run 10th to 14th and wreck out of a race so 
another one briscoe he's been super inconsistent since he won back at phoenix so he'll have to step it up and then kyle bush is starting to get a little momentum back running a little bit better since he has all summer but he last playoffs in this race darlington he wrecked out so hopefully they go on a little conservative and they'll be fine because they have they led laps here in the spring so they should be really strong here in kansas and obviously bristol but anyways i think that yeah if you can just survive the wrecks survive the chaos in the first race especially and you don't have rivals rivalries with anyone like Chastain and Hamlin, Logano, Byron, who else? Obviously, Kyle Busch and Chastain. I think Logano and Chastain. Maybe Blaney and Chastain. There's just tons of people that are mad at Chastain. And then Sindrick wasn't happy with Austin Dillon about that push he got from him. And Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. I don't know if that will turn into anything, but it might. So... Yeah, this round isn't about the playoff points, it's just about surviving or winning. And I don't think someone below the cutoff is going to win unless they drop there in the first few races. So say Kyle Busch drops to 16th and then wins Bristol or Chase Elliott drops below after a really early wreck at Darlington and then wins at Kansas, something like that. I think the races do favor the Toyotas in these first few. I think that they're going to have a lot of speed, but obviously the Fords brought some good speed here at Darlington and even the Chevy. So it'll be interesting. I think it's one of the most competitive brackets that we've had in a while. And I think that if you look at it, every driver has ran really good at times throughout the season and everyone has ran really bad throughout the season bowman started off the season great has struggled lately so he could pick it up and get back to that form and then harvick ran really good lately could have bad luck and then his whole season falls apart blaney hasn't won yet but has ran decent and has a ton of stage points and everything and shown a lot of speed which won't help if you drop below the cutoff and need to win. So it's shaping up to be pretty wild. I'll say it again. The guy who survives and just is quiet or wins will definitely make it through. I want to just talk about the previous winners at each of the first three tracks just so we get an idea of who will run good. Uh, so starting with Darlington, Logano won that. Kyle Busch led laps. I think Larson led a few laps. And obviously Byron led some laps, so those four cars I think will be strong again, as well as Hamlin, he's amazing here, and maybe Blaney can learn something from Logano and run good, and then obviously Elliott's just been running consistent, so he should have a good run as well. Then Kansas, the Toyotas were super fast, the only driver that could really run with them was Kyle Larson. And he didn't have the handling that the Toyotas did, but I remember he ran the top really well, and he finished second. And Kurt Busch obviously isn't in the playoffs and may not even race in that race, so I don't want to talk about him. But Kyle Busch finished third. He ran good as well. The Toyotas actually finished, I think, third through seventh or something. It went Kurt Busch first, Kyle Busch third, Hamlin fourth, Bell fifth, and then Truex sixth. So they... They were really strong there. And then Bristol, we have no idea what that's going to be like. 
that's just going to be crazy because they haven't raced on a track like Bristol. They've raced on short tracks, but even though it's a short track, it just races so fast that I think that the drivers who are fast at the intermediates will probably bring a lot of speed here too. So the usual Chevy's Toyotas with a little bit of Ford's mixed in. So yeah, Darlington's gonna be wild. I think it'll be the craziest race of the playoffs potentially. And we'll have a good idea who's gonna advance and who's got a hole to dig out of after that race, even though it's one of three. I guess now I'll pick the drivers that I think are not gonna make it. So I don't think Austin Dillon's gonna make it, one. I do not think Chase Briscoe is gonna make it, so that's two. And then I kinda wanna say Chastain because he's just, so many people are out to get him, he's gonna struggle, but I think he'll make it through this round with some good runs and maybe even a win. I'm gonna go with Alex Bowman. He's just been so inconsistent and I think it's gonna be so hard for him to pick it up at a place like Darlington. It's just such a hard track to race and everything and then for my fourth driver that I think isn't going to make it, I'm going to say Austin Sindrick. I, he just got rookie of the year and he's been racing great, but I think a rookie going into these playoffs, places like Darlington and Bristol, it's going to be so hard for him to keep it together and have strong runs, so I think he's going to fall short. But I do think it's going to be a really close battle of the cutoff. I think that the bottom, say, six drivers are going to be way down there fighting for those two spots. And I think that there's going to be 10 or 9 drivers that are comfortable and just staying out of trouble and racing good. So yeah, that's my, I guess, round of 16 predictions. And then I'll do this again at the end of, after the Bristol night race, which I will be at in person. So that's going to be cool. And it's going to be wild and hopefully it builds up to be crazy and there's some fights and everything like there was last year all right now that that's over with i want to talk about uh last night's race so obviously it was pretty insane with how many cars were on the lead lap at the end i think there was only 10 yeah so in rick ware racing cars finished in the top 10 landing castle was up there noah gregson so that was good for those small teams got some attention on them obviously took the rain crash for this to happen which was insane just every every car got loose at the same time and it was weird some drivers said that it came out of nowhere spotter said that it was raining on them some driver said that it was raining before and they didn't call it so there's been just mixed um opinions on what happened and there was even a fan video where it looked like it was raining and he was yelling but it could have been raining outside of the track because the track's so huge that you know it takes a couple seconds for it to reach the track and i don't know how the nascar officials communicate the caution and everything so i don't know what could have happened i guess the only way to prevent it is to just be really conservative and not go green but the thing is there's there was cells around the track the whole race so if there's they say there's a cell near us then they'd be pulling the field under caution every 20 laps or so so you would either have to race on a completely different day or you would have to find a way that you can time the caution better so when it's about to rain 
you can predict it and pull the cars under caution. But even if they threw a caution earlier, they're going 150 under caution and they hit that rain, they're going to spin out either way and just crash under caution. It might not be as hard of hits and everything, but there's got to be a completely different way of predicting the rain or not even predicting it just getting ahead of it i think nascar could probably put somebody at every i don't know 200 feet yards on a on a track like this and they can press a button and show that it's raining to the officials but i don't know if that's something they can do and if that's something that would even help because of how fast they even go under caution so yeah who knows maybe they even move the race some to a different time where it doesn't rain as much in daytona maybe they put like atlanta here and put daytona as like the fourth of july race again which they can't do because the um t city of daytona said that the all the hotels are just as popular on the fourth so it would have to be a big changes in the schedule which i don't think they'll do just because it's the cutoff they want this to be a crazy insane race and they're going to keep it that way anyways austin dillon definitely benefited because he was able to get through pretty much untouched and he took the lead from there harvick almost did but got collected by some cars coming up the track and that was him being involved in the wreck so even though the caution came out earlier he didn't maintain speed so he wasn't going to get the win if they called the race and that made it a little controversial i didn't think it was controversial because Harvick was clearly involved in the wreck and Dylan was the one who drove out in front. So I don't think you can give it to a guy whose car is completely smashed up and can't even continue. But I will say those rules seem to be a little... It's based off NASCAR's judgment, which could definitely make some fans mad in the future if something like that were to happen and affect at the end of the race. I would say this is part of the reason why they tried so hard to make the race go green again but i do think it should have ended on under regular circumstances because it, the playoffs shouldn't be determined by a rain crash that takes out half the field they should be able to race it out and we've seen races like this where half the field gets taken out before so even though they got taken out by the rain it's un horrible and hopefully it never happens again it's not like this is anything new at Daytona. Now I want to give the first surfence move of the race, and I wanted to give this one to Austin Dillon for pushing Cindric through that corner and kind of roughing him up, but I think that it has to go to Ryan Bellaney's pit crew for getting that car back on the racetrack. I mean, that thing hit the wall straight on, basically, and completely smashed the right front, so I was shocked that they were able to get it back on the track, and that's what helped him make the playoffs because he only got in from a few points and if he hadn't made it back on the track he would have passed all those cars that wrecked out during the rain crash and he wouldn't have made it so now i'll talk about what i think of the nascar playoff format i would say this i personally think that a small team that puts all their resources into one track to try to win and gets it done and makes the playoffs and it's good for their sponsors deserves to be in the playoffs because martin truex jr could have concentrated every resource he had in that team into richmond his best track probably and won there instead they ran 
say fifth the whole season so if they couldn't win all season and some of the small teams put their resources into one track and they circled it on the calendar and showed up and got it done then that win is going to be shown on tv the sponsor is going to get more attention the team is going to get bonuses and it's just going to be remembered for years and truex is say third at i don't know vegas where or something like that isn't going to be remembered for years like say austin dillon's win last night that launched him into the playoffs a clutch win so yeah that's why i i not too down on the format because i think nascar gives a schedule and the little teams figure out how they can take advantage of it and they get it done and make the playoffs even if they don't run good at the other track so some people definitely disagree with this but i think it's ultimately better for the sport because it gives smaller teams a break they're going to get more money they're going to be able to become more competitive the sport's going to be more fun to watch because there's going to be faster cars and different guys up there and it's just better when a guy like that wins an underdog and he makes the playoffs and gets a shot at it truex is going to have an opportunity next year and he had one years and years past so that's that's how i feel about it i know people think it's the system's completely broken but that's my opinion all right now we're going to move on to the underdog of the race and then we'll go over race takes and i got a bunch of them on my instagram story so i want to save some good time for that underdog of the race definitely going to noah gregson noah actually collected his first top five of his career so that was huge for that team he's had a bunch of dnfs but he's finally been able to get it done and he's shown some good speed this year just he's had some issues and everything and some bad luck so i was happy to see him running up front and he even had a shot at the win just never got the help or the push that he needed to make a run with reddick and dylan working together and blocking but he was able to finish top five and that's really good for him so yeah underdog of the race Noah Gregson hopefully he has some more sh- strong runs as the season goes on I want to mention one more thing this is playoff related and so a lot of people were down on Austin Dillon saying he doesn't deserve a playoff spot but if you look at these stats of some of the other drivers who are in it so Austin Dillon four top fives eight top tens Alex Bowman three top fives 10 top 10 so more top 10s but less top fives then you look at william byron four top fives five top 10 so three more top 10s in the same amount of top fives byron does have two wins so there's that then chase briscoe another one one win three top fives four top 10s so double the top 10s and one more top five so i don't know if you can really look at that and say that austin dillon is less deserving than those drivers I mean, do what you want with those stats. He also has more top fives than Martin Truex and who didn't make it. So, yeah, do what you want with those stats. Come to your own conclusions. I don't know. I think that was interesting and would probably surprise a lot of people. So, yeah, moving on to race takes. The first race take says NASCAR officiating has become a complete joke. Uh all I'll say is I'm pre- sure they're probably taking job applications. You could probably go down there, get hired, start officiating the races. That way there's 
stuff like that doesn't happen again. This one says, it wasn't raining the lap before, nothing NASCAR could have done. Yeah, a lot of people said this, a lot of people said it was, a lot of people say it was gonna rain, so they should have called it, called a caution. Anyways, I don't know what to think about the whole thing. I think that they need to just take a look at it and figure out a resolution so it doesn't happen again. This one says, wild. Yep, it was definitely wild. This one says, August is statistically the worst month to race in Daytona. What does that mean? It's the worst month, how? I think it's probably the best month when it comes to viewership, drama, chaos, and just storylines built up. Maybe you're talking about weather. So yeah, I would, I guess I would agree with that if that's what you mean. But statistically speaking, I think this is probably their best race if they want it to be a crazy drama-filled cutoff race. This one says they should just finish it even if it goes to tomorrow. So yeah, I put this, I put the question on my story during the rain delay. And yeah, I wanted them to finish no matter what too. I thought it should be decided on the track, which it was. So I was glad about that. This one says HMS made Larson sit this race out. Yeah, I don't. Larson blew up early, <laughs> and it was ironic because what happened last week, but they would never do that. It's way too dangerous, but that is funny. If you really believe that, I think that's pretty insane to think it's possible for them to just sabotage his motor, especially at a place where, like Daytona where he could wreck and someone could get hurt. Alright, then this one says, amazing racing. I think that people are overlooking Dylan's win, even though he was in the R. They didn't have enough room. I'm assuming they were going to say in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any driver was welcome to sit back and let everyone wreck. But Dylan just happened to be back there, and that's how these things go. I could name five races this year where a driver was in the right place at the right time and won, and it's not being talked about as much, so I'm not going to completely discredit him for that win. And as for him moving Cindric out of the way, well, they're both in the playoffs, so what comes around goes around, give and take. He took, uh, he could end up giving at Darlington by getting dumped by Cindric or something. So that's it for race takes. You can submit your own at anchor.fm slash fence, and that's where you can send in like an audio message, which is pretty cool. Or you can go on my story during race takes or during race day and drop a take on my story when I put the poll out. So yeah, the more people do it, the cooler. So definitely submit yours next week after Darlington because I'm sure it's going to be wild. All right, moving on to a quick Darlington preview. Um, so the race is Sunday at 6 o'clock, so it'll be under the lights. Tempers will be high. It's going to be nuts. Practice is Saturday at 12.05, and then qualifying is Saturday at 12.50, so noon. Tune in Saturday noon if you want to watch that. And then the Xfinity Series goes here. The Truck Series will not. And the Xfinity Series race is at 3 o'clock. I also think this is going to be a great race as well. They're wrapping up their regular season. They have qualifying and practice at 10 o'clock on Saturday. So 
they'll be on before the cup cars go out there and practice and qualify. The cup race is 367 laps, 501.3 miles, and the first two stages are 115, 115, and then 137. And last year's race lasted four hours and eight minutes, and this one's going to be starting probably around 6.30, so this race could end as late as 11 o'clock, especially the way these races have been going this year with a lot of crashes, a lot of caution. So it's going to be a late one. It's going to be a wild one, but I'm looking forward to it. So now it's time to make my pick. So I'll take a regular Xfinity Series pick, and then I'll do a long shot cup and a regular cup pick just for fun. So my cup pick, I'm going with Kyle Larson. He's finished second here a bunch in the past. I think he actually finished second three years in a row starting back in 2019 all the way up until last year in this race he did blow his motor earlier this year but he was really fast and i think he's gonna get redemption and get a win and then my long shot pick i'm gonna go with justin haley he was actually able to finish third here in the spring survive the crashes and wrecks and everything and come take home a third place finish so he's my long shot and then xfinity series hmm i don't want to pick gibbs or gregson because i've picked them quite a bit so i'm gonna go with sam mayer uh it would be crazy for him to win his first xfinity series race here but he finished fifth here in the spring and i think he's gonna get it done so yeah that's my race picks let me know what you guys think and comment on my post when i put them up asking you guys who you're taking all right so i think that's gonna do it one more thing i have i released a podcast in the middle of last week the pit marine joined us um he was a marine and now he's a tire changer he was in daytona finished p11 in the xfinity race so check that out he's a really cool guy it's definitely an interesting one one of my favorite podcasts i've done so yeah hope you guys like this episode Let me know what you think about my playoff predictions and everything, and then we'll do more playoff preview at the end of each round and even after the end of each race. So it's going to be interesting which drivers are going to be able to rise to the occasion and run really well and which ones are going to fall back and not be able to compete. I think that's what's going to happen in these next few races. We're definitely going to see who's good this year and who isn't. And I think some drivers are running bad and are going to surprise us. And some may fall off a little bit that you expect would would have ran better than they are. So, yeah, that's it. Hope you guys like it. Have a good week. Enjoy the races. Next weekend, it's going to be Darlington's Always a Beauty. Southern 500 Crown Jewel Race. Who's going to bring it home? Who knows? See you guys.